title of my message is The Promise. And I want to read you a definition, a couple definitions of the word promise, and then give you one, one synonym to promise that I think is very key to what we're going to share tonight. And, and really, I think it's a word that really defines the word promise. But one of the definitions I have for promise is an express assurance on which expectation is to be based. An express assurance on which expectation is to be based. Something that has the effect of an express assurance. I just like that word assurance. When a promise is made, there should be assurance behind it. And then a word I want you to think about as we talk about the promise tonight in Scripture is the word guarantee. 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 A promise is a covenant or a guarantee. A guarantee. So, I want to go tonight and, and next Wednesday, I'm, I'm going to share the, the totality of, the, of this message in these, in these two services. So, I want you to take these scriptures and I want you to really look at them. Because God, God has promised you and I a lot of things. Look at Ephesians 6 and verse 2. And I'm just going to... This is, this is just one promise. One promise in the Word. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, with guarantee, with assurance that it will be well with you and that you'll live long on the earth. Wow. Do you realize that if you just took one promise in the Word, and all you did was meditate on that all day long, every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, that there would become such an assurance and guarantee in you that you wouldn't think about anything else. If you honor your father and mother, there is promise. God says, I guarantee 
that it will be well with you and that you'll live long on the earth. Guaranteed. I assure you that if you'll do your part, my part's already done. Do you know how many accidents have to be diverted by angels where you're concerned? You know how many diseases that attack other people's bodies that won't attack your body? You won't be taken out with things that everybody else gets taken out with if you just honor your father and mother. That's not even what I'm talking about tonight. It's a promise. It's a guarantee that it'll work that way. I live with a woman that I've never known an individual to honor her parents the way she does. Ever. I've never seen anybody honor their parents like my wife. Ever. Ever. I've looked. I've watched. I've listened. I've never seen anybody honor their parents like my wife. To honor somebody, you can't ever think about yourself. Ever. Because the moment you start thinking about yourself and your rights, you won't honor. And you know what happens? The promise starts fleeing. Not from God. God's already set it in motion. He said, if you'll do your part, I already done mine. Watch another promise. Malachi chapter 3. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me. Test me. Try me now in this, says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it and, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground says the Lord of hosts. You know, the Bible says, the Bible says that God can't lie. So everything that he says, there's a guarantee to it. Everything. It's not like God could lie and he won't. He can't. The Bible says he can't lie. So, if he said... You do your part. I've already done mine. Our financial blessing and the devour being rebuked in our lives is already set in motion. But the funny thing about the tithe is this. The tithe isn't a seed. We've taught this here 
through the years, but the tithe is not a seed. It's something that God said actually started in the Garden of Eden. He said, you can have everything in the garden, just don't mess with that one tree. Don't mess with the fruit on that one tree. Set that aside and just do what I said. <laughs> have you ever thought, do you think those apples were poisoned? Or what the, whatever they were, whatever fruit it was, it wasn't an apple. I don't know where I got that, that apple thing. It wasn't an apple. It was fruit. Whatever fruit, you think the fruit was poisoned? You know? You think it was like, what's that Disney movie? Uh, Snow White? Yeah. You think it was, a, it was Snow White, right? Sleeping Beauty. You think it was the Sleeping Beauty saga, you know, that it was a poisoned apple? No, no. He just wanted them. Listen, listen. He just wanted them to honor him. Just do what I say, and I've already done everything you'll ever need. So the tithe, people that want to tell me that, well, you know, the tithe was under the law. No, there wasn't a law in the garden. There was no law in the garden. Abraham, not under the law, tithed to Melchizedek. Tithing is not a seed. Okay, so when he says that the devourer is rebuked on your behalf, when you honor the God with, the, with 10% of the first of your income, when you honor God with that, then the devourer is rebuked where your life is concerned all across the board. Physically, mentally, emotionally, your family, everything. The devourer is rebuked, and that's a guarantee. <laughs> Man. I don't know of any better guarantee on the planet than that one right there. You know what? On my worst days, on my worst days, the worst days I've ever had since I've been born again, right in the midst of my worst days, <laughs> when it seems like, it has seemed like at times I couldn't bust through, I remembered I was a tither. all of a sudden you know it may look gloom and it may be a frustrating time or it may be a season that you're walking through but I'm telling you what if you're a tither the devourer is rebuked Amen. and the windows of heaven are opened and the blessing and empowerment of God is there to prosper and to advance Thank you, Lord. man the promise the guarantee the assurance if God said it it's done, man. It's a done thing. It's done. Where to next? Look at Matthew 8. Another promise. Matthew 8 and verse 14. And when Jesus had come into Peter's house, I walked into Peter's house one day too. It was just a bunch of rocks right there, but I still walked in where his house was. There was a tent. Anyway. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served him. 
Now, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities, and he bore our sicknesses. And by his stripes, according to 1 Peter 2, 24, and by his stripes, ye were healed. You were healed. Promise in the word of God is that by his stripes, we were healed. It was prophesied. It was something that, that there, there, were, there were healing quotations under the law, but outside of the law, under the administration of the blood of Jesus and what Jesus' covenant accomplished is this guarantee and assurance that if you receive it, it'll happen for you. That health and healing belongs to God's people if you believe it. You know, in, in, our, in our society, our society works overtime to get people to accept sickness. It's just that it's just kind of part of what's out there. It's just part of the process. You know, to be sick at certain times of the year is just kind of the status quo. It's just what you do. When flu comes around, you just get it. It's just part of it. So you do all that you can do to get rid of the flu or to keep the flu from coming, but pretty much you can just expect to get it because... You know, and, and I'm just using this as an example, because when you take a flu shot, you're giving yourself the flu. <laughs> anyway, so, so, if Jesus sent his word, the, if God sent his word, Jesus, the living word, and he healed us. Then anything that comes to our bodies, he's already healed us of. And a lot of times it takes too much time and energy and effort to resist what Jesus says has no place in you. Didn't say it wouldn't come. The Bible doesn't say that sickness doesn't come. But when it comes, we have a promise. And Jesus, before he went to the cross, made sure that that promise was released. So that what had been prophesied, what had been spoken by Isaiah the prophet, would be fulfilled. That himself took our infirmities and he carried our diseases and by his stripes, we were healed. Everybody say were. were. Were means are. Not in the English language, but in the, God, in the gospel language. Were means are. If we were, we are. If you were healed 2,000 years ago on the cross, and you've been able to process that, and that makes sense to you, then you are healed. If you haven't processed that, and it doesn't make sense to you, and, and you're struggling with that, then probably you're not healed. Even though you were, you're not in a manifested way, or you're not in a place of being able to embrace it. I didn't say it didn't come. I didn't say symptoms don't come to our bodies. 
But all over, you know, our town right here, people are attacked all over this town. And I tell you, we have a guarantee that sickness and disease has no place in our bodies. We have a guarantee. You know, don't, 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 don't jump on people if they got symptoms in their body and don't, don't say things to people. How many have ever had symptoms in your body? How many have ever liked those symptoms? Come on, man, you know? I mean, it's not like people have them because they love them, you know? So don't, don't concern yourself with why maybe something, somebody's not gotten victory. Anybody not gotten victory over symptoms in your body before? I, I have. There have been times that I didn't get victory. And, and, and not very many because that thing is a revelation. Not very many times has that happened, and there's reasons why it got the best of me, because there were times, there's been times when my faith level was low, and I left the door open for things to get in and situations to happen like that. So I never judge what is happening in someone else's life. Just rejoice and believe God. How many of you have symptoms in your body tonight? You have symptoms right now. Just come stand up here real quick. Folks, come and... Just stand behind them, just, just real quick. I've just felt real. Just, just, just everybody line up right here. <clears throat> just line them up right here. If you know someone else that has symptoms in their body, you know somebody else that has symptoms in their body, you can either come stand here for them or you can just stand up where you're at. You say, I want to I stand for someone else that you know that has symptoms in their body. Now, this is what I'm going to do, just real quick. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, in fact, let me, let me see my, where it is. No, it's, it's fine. I got this. Just, just listen to this. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17. 16. This is Mark's account of the Great Commission. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, uh, anything deadly, it will not by any means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So we're going to bring snakes out so you can handle them right now. No. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Okay? What I'm telling you tonight is, all I'm going to do is just touch each one of you. Okay? And I say that you are not the sick. Amen? Amen. You are the healed in Christ Jesus. Can you agree with me? Each of you? You are the healed in Christ. Bible says lay hands and they will recover. So you are a person in a state of recovery after I touch you. Okay? And all I'm going to do is touch you. I'm releasing my faith. You release your faith. Any two agree is touching anything that they ask. It shall be done. And every one of you Every one of you that are standing out there in proxy for someone else, 
We declare that those people are healed now in Jesus' name. It's not just, this isn't just about flu, okay? I don't care what it is. We declare they're healed because the Bible said so. Amen? In the name of Jesus. 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 Put, put your hands out here. Uh, I, I touched that hat. It didn't work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Glory to God right now. Come on, shout amen. And every one of you that were standing in proxy for someone else, in the name of Jesus, in their bodies right now. I'm telling you, as I prayed, as I prayed, as I released that, I, I'm telling you right now, I sensed the release in everybody I touched. Every single person that I touched, there was a release. We just did what the Bible said. You lay hands on the sick, okay? And I declare now you're the healed. Right now, you're the healed because of what Jesus did. And you're in a state of recovery right now, in Jesus' name. Either instantaneous, uh, we do the work, the manifestation follows, okay? Either instantaneous or progressive, however the manifestation happens, you're in a state of recovery, and every person that stood in proxy for someone else in a state of, of recovery, why? Because it's guaranteed, right? It's guaranteed. Now, Galatians 3. I'm just going to go to 5 after 8, and then I just got to quit, and we'll pick it up next week. Galatians 3. And verse 12. Galatians 3 and 12. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thir verse 13. Galatians 3 and 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that's us, in Christ Jesus, that we might receive 
the promise of the Spirit through faith. That we will receive the promise of the Spirit of God through faith. So, what the law couldn't do because it was weak, God did when He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and us Gentiles, through Jesus Christ, have received the promise of the Spirit. And it's a guarantee that if you're born again, that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you, and it's a guarantee that if you receive the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you pray with other tongues, you're assured of the guarantee of being able to pray in tongues, and your faith arise, and through your faith arising, being able to handle and confront every situation that comes your way, no matter how difficult it is. It's a guarantee. It's a promise right here. Now watch how this promise is connected, and we'll end with this tonight. Romans 4. Romans 4. And verse 13, starting with 13. Probably won't get through this whole thing right here, but we'll just start with this in 13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of what? Faith. See, what, what did we just read in Galatians 3? That through Jesus Christ, we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. See, What came through Abraham was not under the law, it was before the law. Abraham was before the law. And through Abraham, now, through faith, the seed of Abraham, who we are, we are in a position to receive every promise in the Word of God through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now watch. Watch what Abraham did. Abraham, before... Abraham, a man who is not filled with the Spirit like you and I are, acted like he was. He acted like he was. Watch. I'm just going to skip a few verses. Go to verse 19. And I want to finish with these three verses. And not being weak in faith, most of you know the story of Abraham, But not being weak in faith, he wasn't weak in faith, he was strong in faith. (laughs) He had 25 years to get strong. Hmm? He did not consider his own body already dead, as though since he was about 100 years old, like he was almost dead. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, who had never had children, and she was in her early 90s. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened, watch, in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced, assured, having the guarantee inside of him that what God had promised 
what God has, had promised, he was also able to perform it. So, here's the deal. What's not being performed, what's not being performed, okay? What's not being performed in mine and your life is a result of not having the guarantee. And whatever you and I have to do to become guaranteed, that's where we have to live. We have to live in this development of being fully guaranteed that what God had promised, healing, prosperity, deliverance, peace of mind, everything, fully guaranteed that what He promised, it's already mine. It's already mine. Not someday when it happens, it's already mine. And when I know that, and when I believe it, then it manifests. If he did it for Abraham and I'm his seed, he's already done it for me. Amen? I just do my part. And what I do is I then engage with his part. I do my part and I engage and connect with his part. And then we're people manifesting. Now, I gave you this word tonight because I want you to I want you to add it to what I've been sharing about the 99 and 1. We're leaving our 99, our security blanket of things. We're trusting God with other areas of our life that we need to set aside and trust Him with. And we're breaking out of ourselves and we're finding ourselves being more concerned about other people than we are ourselves. Now I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I know this is good news. <clears throat> the more that you're concerned about others, the more the plan of the enemy and, and the bullseye that the enemy puts on your life becomes apparent because he wants to discourage you that that doesn't do any good. You've got to worry and take care of yourself and take your flu shot. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean by that. Do whatever you do. But I'm saying, I'm saying to you, we've got to break out of the norm and do things we've never done before to see results we've never seen before. And that's just an absolute fact. Amen? No better time than right now to break out. Amen? We need a song where we can dance our way out. Break out. Right? Break out. It's time to break out. Amen? So we'll finish that next week. Father, tonight we thank you for your word. We thank you for every promise in your word. And Lord, I thank you tonight out of obedience in my spirit as I was in worship tonight. You told me to prepare to lay hands on people with symptoms in their body. And Lord, I thank you that every person that I touched tonight, 
Every person that I touch tonight is healed in Jesus' name. Out of obedience to your word, through your power, through your strength, that every person that I touch tonight is healed in Jesus' name now. And every person that was standing in proxy for someone else, those people tonight are healed in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father. It's not by might nor power, but it's by your spirit that we accomplish and do the things that you lead us to do. They are the healed tonight in Christ. Amen and amen and amen.